Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to The Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. A&D. Back again with another episode for you guys. And you know what? I'm hoping that you guys enjoyed our countdown of the best and worst from uh, 2018. It's been an up and down year. Look, I know people are going to say a lot of downs, but you know what? There are a lot of goods that happened in 2018. But now we're here for the main show. We're doubling it up for you guys today. And then you guys can always make sure you catch the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast every Sunday. So that's what we're going to do for this consistency. That is the plan going now on consistency. So every Sunday, you can expect to hear either you know me and all the co-hosts when it comes to No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. And joining me today is my co-host, the man of myth the reality, Key Flow Florida Rookie. What's going on, everybody? We are here. Yes, we are here, and we're back. And joining, hold on, real quick. Joining, uh, joining us, uh, not Deion Sanders, but Primetime. What's going on, everybody? It's me. It's me. It's the PRIME. Welcome back from New your, Year. It, new Year, New Year. New oh, Year's, yeah. new, new Year, same you? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be better <laughs> some ways, though. Well, look. I just seen your video the other day saying I'm back, so I'm like, okay, so I'm actually I was kind of excited to hear some of the stuff that you got coming up on, on the show. So I said he must be taking a break from touring, or uh, he not on tour no more. Yeah, that that ended in like December, so yeah. Oh, right, right by the holidays. Oh, right, right, mm-hmm. right, right, time for the holidays. So you know, hey, we've been waiting for that content, bro. So I'm curious to see what you got in store for us. Yep, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of stuff. Y'all gotta y'all gotta wait and see stuff I'm planning on doing. Look, hopefully we ain't gotta wait too long. You know, absence does make the heart nah. grow fonder, but too much absence makes a man wonder. Remember yeah. that. Yeah. So. Or make him leave. Oh well, yeah, I'm saying I, I listen out, Belvin. But uh, before we get into all the the stuff that we gotta talk about today on the podcast, first of all, we're at episode ninety, guys. Ninety. Wow. We are ten episodes away. From the 100th episode of No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. Now, once again, I can take blame for this. If we were consistent, we would have been at we'd be at 150 right now. I'll be honest with you. But it's all good Life though, happens, because man. 
But you know what I'm saying? But you know, you know, but no, no, I, I can blame myself on, on some of you know the laziness I've done. And besides, look, Vince ain't been doing that great to be put on good wrestling for me to talk about anyway. So but we're gonna stop that because we're here for the people now. But you know what? I'm trying to see if we can plan something kind of big for the hundredth episode. You know what I'm saying? But episode ninety, so uh we got things to talk about and let's make sure we go pay the bills, which is the meeting I just came out of an hour ago. So that is make sure you guys check out Spaces Philly. Uh Spaces Philly, the production company we are a part of, and they have a lot of great content on their website. And make sure you guys check out the Lulu and Pop series, which is making a return. That's actually a pretty good series. I recommend you guys check that out. And both sides make a return. The Market Dark show is on a little bit of a hiatus at the moment. So right now, so you know, if you're you're looking for the Market Dark show, we apologize for that. But it's on hiatus right now. But you guys can also listen to us at the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, along with the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, which comes up on Saturdays. And also, uh, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues. So we got all that great content for you guys. Also, you guys listen to us if you have uh, iPhone, Apple Podcasts, uh, Android, Stitcher, Speaker, Google Play, SoundCloud, all that great stuff. We're on all those podcast apps. So make sure you guys check us out. If you also check us out on YouTube Premium as well, which I heard they got a deal right now. Four ninety nine starting up for students. So if you guys are in college, yep. If you guys are in college and you trying to listen to a podcast on your way to class, or you got the midterm stuff like that, trust me, I've been there 10, 12 years ago. So I already know all about that. So make sure y'all check out YouTube Premium to sign up to listen to our podcast on there because the podcast will be uploaded weekly every Saturday and Sunday from here on now going into uh I say two K nineteen going into twenty nineteen. So, fellas, I hate to do this, but we have to start off the podcast on a somber note. Because just recently, the greatest announcer that ever lived, Mean Gene Okerlund, passed away. And uh, I didn't read what it was from. I do know he had lymphedema because my mom has uh, lymphedema. That's That's why his arm was so big, but... <clears throat> I know he was getting up there in age, and I don't know what what, what uh you know what took him out. But uh, I was reading, I was like, man, you know, what a way to start off twenty nineteen, taking down like a Hall of Famer, a legend, that, a legend that's known. And I, I and don't get no disrespect to any of the legends that are out there, but you know, I'm talking about me, Gene, known to everybody. And known to everybody, every single wrestler, every single announcer, and you know that's one of the things that WWE is missing today. Who there is no Mean Gene style announcer. We're not. We are not going to sit here and say Charlie Caruso is the next Mean Gene. Hey, 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 hey. Well, we not. We not going. We not going. We don't just throw Charlie. Car- Why are you throwing Charlie under the bus, her? man? Damn, throw Mike Holm under the bus. Yeah, pick Mike right, man. Her, her, Mike Rome. Homegirl that's a robot Good. on NXT. Uh, uh, listen, Kayla Braxton. Yeah, Kayla Braxton, you know what I'm saying? No, there is no definitive Mean Gene anyway. There's, like, there's no definitive Howard Finkel, who's the guy, that, uh, the announcer that opens up our show. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Last uh, person that I can remember that's like a Howard Finkel was like, a, what? Uh, Lillian? Justin Roberts? 
No, okay, Justin Roberts had a good announcement for The Undertaker, just like, um, what's the other guy who announced Edge? Tony Chimmel. T- Tony, Tony Chimmel. Chimmel. Yeah. Chimmel. So, Chimmel. yeah, yeah, Justin Roberts can do The Undertaker, Tony Chimmel can do Edge, but how fickle did everybody else? He even made the Nerd Coalition in the beginning sound like a Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, and you know, I, I, well, I'm not going to try to get him right now, but I don't know if he's sick or not anyway, neither, but they haven't been heard from him on Twitter in months neither so hope he's alright cause I'm about to say I can't, I can't do all this but me and Gene yes passing away all the old videos you used to see back in the day the interviews with Hogan of course all the memory ones Macho Man Ultimate Warrior all those people you, me and Gene was the one that was there and uh, you know he had very nice announcing skills and you know what I actually enjoyed him on Legends House. I don't know if you guys seen him on. on, on used to watch Legends House when when the network I, first I, got started. I didn't watch that. You didn't watch Le- Legends House. You know, uh, nah. when the network first started up, they had a reality show where they took all these WWE legends and put them under one house, and it was called Legends House. And it was some of the most weirdest, hilarious shit. It was like Roddy Piper, Hillbilly Jim, Mean Gene, Pat Patterson, uh, Jimmy Hart. Tony Atlas all under one roof and it was just like like a reality show I was just like what the hell's going on so uh yeah I remember on that and then of course W story time first of all every time you heard about me and Gene talk about that he always was a storyteller and he always want people want some of the boys to bring up stories from back in the day that's why he did the story time uh thing on the network and you know it sucks that you know, we had to bury another legend. But uh, is that? Do any of y'all have any fond memories of of a uh, Mean Gene at all? Because I know some of y'all wrestling. You know, y- y'all started watching later than I did. I mean, I got a lot of videos that I watch. I got a couple. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, I, yeah, I watched like like I went back, did my little homework a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. You can go first if you want to. All right. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Yes. No, but um, uh. I mean, I'm going to just walk out the front door with this one. Uh, the Booker T. The Booker T. Yo, that oh, was him, wow. wasn't it? That Yo. was it, was Hulk Hogan. We come for you. For you. <laughs> I was like, I remember um, that. Yeah, wow. I mean, <laughs> uh, that, that that one, call it what you want, That that's an iconic interview, and that, that's really all I got for it. Like, like I said, my memory, I don't really, I wasn't really watching it when um he was around. So mm-hmm. that's all of that. And then I got the, uh, I mean, and then the uh, the AJ Styles one from, what was that, Raw 25 or SmackDown 1000? I don't know. Damn, he was uh, on, Raw 25. Probably, probably, probably was Raw on, 25. Yeah. When he, when he uh, interviewed AJ. Which was? Oh, that, that's when he was fighting Cammy, as, as AJ was calling him. Oh, <laughs> and what about you, Prime? Uh, when I think about me and Gene, two two of my favorite things is Ric Flair based. One of them, of course, is when <laughs> Ric Flair's in the ring and Ric Flair is for some reason taking off his clothes. Oh, you talking about that, that ring or Nitro? Yes, me. Yeah, me. My God. <laughs> My God, Gene! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think Ric Flair. Honestly, I know people like the libertates on Mean Gene, but I like the I like Ric Flair's on better, just because it's outrageous for no reason. Yeah. And then uh, the other one 
it's not really a moment, it's just something for some reason that sticks out to me. Is uh <laughs> after Ric Flair won the World Rumble and he was interviewing Ric Flair and I guess somebody off camera was putting a cigarette, he was like, Hey, put that cigarette out. Yes, yeah, you know what? Like, <laughs> That, that was one of the things about Mean Gene that he did that a lot of people don't really realize is the man was himself and he broke, I guess you could call it a character because he's just being himself so many times. I forgot who was he interviewing. Was it, wasn't there an interview he did and he just started spazzing out of nowhere? There was that one because the I sign thought, kept falling down in the back. Yeah, yeah that was with Rick yeah. Rude. Rick Rude, he's interviewing Rick Rude and uh, was it Bobby Heenan, I think? Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. I think it was Rick Rude, and the sound fell down. He just started cussing. I was like, oh, okay. There was one that he did. I think this was on Tuesday Night Titans when uh, Wendy Richter uh, was a champion. And she, I forgot. She said something along the lines of, I'm not going to lay down on my back and let any woman cover me. and uh, Or something like that. And he just started dying. I forgot what it was. Cause I'm not doing. I'm not doing it no type of justice at all. But there were some interviews that he used to do that he did, or the one that when uh, he was interviewing Psycho Sid, and he messed up and he said, "Hey, look, we're live, buddy." And I was, "Oh my god!" <laughs> you, you you remember that one? I was just like, "Yo, he was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, let's go, let's go again." He was like, "No, no, buddy, we're live." Yeah, like we are live. Like what? I was like, "Bro, yeah." Psycho Sid was the Scott Steiner back in the day when it came to promos. Oh my gosh! But, but worse oh in, a, in a sense. But what well, Sid was obviously worse. Steiner is obviously better and more entertaining. But uh, that it's just that when they did promos, it just reminded me of how much intense they they could be and make absolutely no sense. So, and you know, why do you think? Like the, the the presence of Mean Gene lacks in the WWE today. I don't know. They just don't have nobody personality like that. I guess they change people out every once in a while. So well, I mean, I mean, every... according to some people, there is Charlie Caruso. I'm just saying, but you know. No, see, here's the thing with here's the thing with Charlie. <coughs> if she if, if if because her outside of WWE, she's fucking hilarious. But I'm I'm guessing be, I don't know why they're they're like caging her up or whatever. I'm, like, okay, well actually, because I be seeing her me. like I be seeing her grind people up on Instagram and all that. It's fucking hilarious. Like, so I know she's charismatic, but it's like I don't I don't know what they're letting her do or not do on TV. So, I mean, me Gene was an actual interviewer. Like now they just say, "Hey, I'm here with Randy Orton," and they just put the microphone in his face. Yeah, you know, it's sad because I'm like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but there is no more Justin Roberts. There is no more, you know, like people in the back. Because, you know, after Mean Gene, they, what was that guy from the 90s? Because remember when Mean Gene went to Nitro, they had that guy, I forgot what, he kind of had like the mullet. And he was always doing the interviews and telling anybody to call the, the WWF hotline. What was his name? Do you remember? Was it Jim Kelly? No, was not it? Jim Kelly. No. I, don't even, I forgot what his name was, but he was in like all the commercials, especially in the in that mid nineties era. And then they got um, then they start Michael Cole started doing it. I was about to say, wasn't Michael Cole back there? Yeah, yeah, and, and for, yeah. for a point, and then he ate himself, and then he became on commentary. And then at one point, they had a uh, Jonathan Coachman uh back there doing it. They had that other dude back there too, and I can never remember his name. Michael but he's Hayes. A wrestler now. No, no, no. He's a wrestler now. I don't know. 
Oh, God. He Matt Stryker? Huh? Matt Stryker? No, Justin not Stryker. No, I, I don't remember the dude's name. He used to, and he used to host that recap show on Channel Forty Eight. That when WWE had those recap shows. Oh, hold on. Uh, yeah. Ty Gresham. Ty Gresham ain't wrestling, is he? No. Oh, oh. Yeah, I, no. I forgot the dude's name. I'll, I'll remember it after the podcast, yeah. unfortunately. But yeah, uh, he used to host that recap show. But I know he used to do the interviews backstage, and now he wrestles. Yeah. So, but, um. I, uh, the, like Michael Hayes would, would you know would uh do it for a while, and she like they never got that somebody take his spot when he went to uh Nitro, and even when he came back, he only came back to do like WrestleMania twenty. He got caught in the closet with May Young and Fabulous Moolah. I mean, bad memory, but uh, you know, that that is somebody that you know that was there all the time with the microphone that that people like sorely need. That's why. He is the Hall of Famer, and I, and I I do think that sometimes, even though Vince don't like the older wrestler, he wants to try to move with the times he thinks. But uh, I think that the WWE can benefit from somebody that you you will never forget the Mean Gene and Hogan duo, and that's just the way it is. That's embedded in your mind and history. And every time back in the 80s, there was no other mix-up. It was always Mean Gene. If you ever watched Nitro, even the Hogan and Mean Gene thing came over in Nitro. And Mean Gene was one of the only commentators that I know that actually would interview you after a match. Like, go up the rant where what you talk about some, hey, you know, you know, that was a big win you had, Goldberg. And, you know, Goldberg ain't say shit, but I'm just saying, but... uh. You know, he, he he was still interviewed him or like I thought it was always weird, but I, it worked for its time when Hogan first turned heel and then Mean Gene got in the ring and interviewed him like, what the hell you, are you thinking? Mean Gene must have the strongest delts because he hold that microphone up for Hogan while Hogan is cut like a fifteen minute promo. Bro, moves are not a bit. Bro, I'm telling you, it's probably how you got the lift of demon, bro. I'm sorry. Oh. Gosh. I'm just saying oh, because it's all been I'm like because bruh Hogan be just he, Hogan Macho Man and Warrior would just go on <laughs> the warrior yeah and like the warrior be in there snorting coke in his promo and just be going in and, and it means you gotta sit there hold that microphone and be out of frame probably dying and laughing his ass off Hogan would sit there and just be like wouldn't let Mean Gene get out the frame and just sitting there just sweating and glistening. And Macho Man, I don't know, just was pulling creamers out of nowhere and just doing the fuck what Macho Man did. I'm like, so yeah, you, you gotta have some, you gotta have some power to be holding that microphone up and you know keep it level with uh you know their mouth because those are some long winded guys right there, long winded guys. Uh, but you know, it, it's sad. First, of all, I don't know what's gonna happen to story time. I hope they actually make more story time. I hope actually they probably already recorded another season. Yeah. Maybe, maybe now we're in the middle of recording, so who knows? Maybe um they just ended or somebody else will do it. Yeah. Who knows? So, you know, once again, I'm I'm sorry that we had to start off twenty nineteen this way with, you know, notifying about the death of Mean Gene, but you know, may he rest in peace. I hope he's in a better place than this place that we're in right now. So, right. you know, that that's, uh, you know, always uplifting. Um, moving on to some other news here. So, as we see, 2019, even though it started off with some tragedy, we started off with a bang, too. 
your boys prime time, the elite. B B B the elite is actually starting the all elite pro wrestling. Their yeah. own promotion. Which is, you know, rumored to be backed by uh JR and Chris Jericho. Be- uh-huh. uh, JR can't say much about because he's still kind of under the WWE contract, and Jericho can just do what the fuck he wants because he's Jericho. So, uh, it looks like the Young Bucks and Cody are going to stay together. Still, no word on what Kenny Omega is going to do. But, like, how does this make you feel that we got another promotion on our hands? And what do you expect the promotion to do? I'm going to start with you, Prime, because, of course, you know, you are the elite. Well, I I'm gonna just say this for for I'm gonna just say this straight off the bat. I don't think they're willing to compete with WWE in any way. I think they just want to do their own thing because that's what people want to start saying that they just want to uh, compete with WWE. I don't think that's true. I think they just want to get their own stuff together. They want to be a successful company first, and then maybe down the line, if something was to happen, then they could do that. But uh. Because if they want to compete with WWE first, like TNA did, and that's what killed them. Yeah, because, yeah, and then signing all the ex-WWE start to say, hi, we got your talent. That's kind of, you know. Yeah. I think I think they're going to go a different round and sign new people and build on new stars while also getting old stars and having them there to us like trainers and stuff. So I think as a wrestling company... For purely wrestling and segments and stuff, it, it could be pretty good. How about you, Q Flow? Um, I'm very excited for uh for these guys, man. Um, they we're in a world where I mean, there's a bunch of indie promotions, like a bunch of indie promotions, and it's like, who do we keep up with? And then it's the juggernaut WWE. So. It's good for them. I mean, it's it's good that they're you know exploring the market and are finding success in it because we we I mean I don't know about you guys, but I, I really didn't go in with high expectations for All In. I really didn't care about it until you guys were just like, hey, uh, we're linking up to go watch All In. So yeah, and that was a pretty good show. So uh, and, and then they 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 got they got the garden. Indie promotion got the garden. Who who would have thought? You know. So I'm I'm proud of these guys, man. I'm I'm happy for them. Congr- and, and you know, I, all all the love and support to them, man. I hope they. I hope it. I hope it goes well, man. I hope they find success in it. I do too. My only I, my only thing is, I mean, don't go compete with WWE because that's just not cool. It's not going to do no good. But however, if you want to be a legitimate business. Especially in the wrestling world, number one, they gotta find a they, they gotta find a TV deal. Uh, they're close to getting one. Yeah, because I mean, you, like if you really want to go and make this a, a wrestling promotion that people want to go and get to, you gotta find like some like legitimate TV. You can't be going to like TNA and be going to We TV and Pop TV. <laughs> And, and this this channel that they're going to now, that the channel didn't even announce TNA coming. Yeah, and it's going to be coming the, to like... Because the, the uh, people that own TNA own the channel, so they just... Hey, 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 real, <laughs> real, 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 real quick, real quick. The, uh, the dude I was talking about was uh, Josh Matthews, but... Uh, Josh Matthews, okay. Okay, gotcha. yeah, I, I said that, yeah, okay. Josh Matthews, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. 
He sucks too. But anyway, um, <laughs> no. What uh, I, I would just say, they're really close to getting TNT, TBS, and uh, WGN America. Look, if they can go back to the Turner stations, because even though Turner don't own them, own them no more. But the super uh, first of all, TBS still a thing. Uh-huh. TBN? Uh huh. TBN. No TBS. TBS. Oh, whoa, oh, TBS. whoa, bro! You mean to tell me we want to watch this all elite right after TD Jakes? <laughs> I mean, yo. I mean, uh, when when WC, you know, when WCW went under, they didn't want they didn't want wrestling on their channels. But I guess now they're open to it because of the connections that the owners have with it. So uh, they're getting close, and all in helped their case. All in, uh, and then I think selling out Madison Square Garden, like I said Madison on the podcast, like I said on the podcast earlier, no other wrestling <laughs> promotion has sold out Madison Square Garden since the night since nineteen sixty. Sixty. Do you know how long that is? It's a very long time. A long time. Yeah, and and no other wrestling promotion has sold out since nineteen sixty. It's all been the McMahon family. The McMahon family has owned Madison Square Garden through wrestling. They just have. And I'm like, what? Okay, so them actually doing that now is something huge. Now, if they want to get a, a like a TV deal and they want to say, look, we see that a lot of guys' contracts are up. Like Gallows and Anderson. Maybe Kevin Owens. The revival. The revival. They they can get some legit, you know, stars in there, but also you gotta be able to sell them, and they they gotta be able to be willing to walk away from that WWE money. Mm-hmm. I mean, their owner is Sean Khan, and he's like the richest man ever to get involved with wrestling. Yes, he, like cause he's like a Ted Turner type money guy, right? Oh, he's more than 10. He's like $7, 8000000000 dollars? You said 7 to 8 or 7 D? 7 or $8 billion. Oh, okay. <clears throat> That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So if they can get a TV deal and get the tracker behind it and get some good quality production work, this can actually turn out to be something legit. Something like real legit. Yes. And the, yes. But the question is like, where would you have like would Kenny Omega still want to go to WWE? You know. I mean, Kenny. Yeah, wait, Kenny wants to go. It'd be, hard, to, it'd be hard leaving the money if they offered, but you know, Kenny the Young Bucks. Kenny wants to go to WWE. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not that he wants to go. It's just like it's kind of like you get a shot to go, and you don't never know when you're gonna get it again. It's kind of like that cop. Oh God, I hope he takes it because I want to see him versus Seth Rollins. All right, let's let's. Look. I I, I I will say this, Kenny Omega, uh, a couple years ago, because I remember he wanted to do an elite versus New Day match, mm-hmm. and they, 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 it wasn't going to get. I mean, they got the closest got it was in Street Fighter, but they was never going to get that kind of match as he came to WWE. That's just the way it was. Um, I, listen, man, I just want my I just want my heel Usos and the Tongans. Yeah, yeah, well, we, 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 don't get, we don't get them neither. But you know, hey, it's great. It's great to dream though a little bit, right? And oh, yeah. he, um, so Kenny Omega has done it all in the Indies. He has done it all in New Japan. He has faced all these indie stars that they got, and they've all migrated to WWE. 
Kenny Omega, like right now, after his contract is up after Wrestle Kingdom, uh, he is like one of the hottest free agents. And his contract it, is up after Wrestle Kingdom. When is when is Wrestle Kingdom? In a couple hours. Well, oh. when we're recording this, it's in a couple hours. By the time his, this his contract is up, uh, January thirty first. It's thirty first. So, so I thought yeah, it was at the so Wrestle like Kingdom. If, if he wanted to make a surprise rumble, appearance. I was about to say, yeah, when's the Royal Rumble? Cause it's like, I mean, because if he was if he was to do that, Kenny Omega, he look. He won't go to NXT. I think Kenny Omega will go straight to the main roster. He going straight to the... Yeah, I think he will. And, you can't just waste that on NXT. And look, Vince is, you know, stuck in the times, but he ain't stupid. The, the Braun Strowman experiment is done. You need somebody to fill that Roman Reigns void. Because Roman ain't going to be back for, for a while. Wait, you don't think that's... I figured Seth would be the one to fill that void, and Kenny fills his void. I look if if they want to cap out with Kenny Omega, put his ass right in the main event, make him a heel. Okay. And you can have him and Seth do the battle because Seth's the babyface. So you put Kenny Omega, you put that Terminator right there as the heel. You can if they don't drop the fucking ball, they could do some spe- very special things with Kenny Omega. How much you bet they're going to make his nickname the Terminator? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> that will be his shit, and he will be V-triggering for days. This will be like, keep it down to three V-triggers, or we're going to ban the move, so. <laughs> but, uh, the thing is, or does he go over to Madison Square Garden with his homies, do that show, and it's like, look, Kenny Omega know that if he go to Madison Square Garden, you putting a bad taste in Vince McMahon's mouth. Mm-hmm. They clocking everybody that's going to be over there. And honestly, even if, even if you say, okay, look, I don't want a shot at WWE right now. Kenny Omega is is, is great at what he is, but he ain't 21 years old either. Yeah. I think Kenny Omega, right. Kenny Omega's in his 30s, right? I think he's like 30. 32? 30, 31, 32? Yeah, see, you're starting to get Sports old, like wrestling old, like that's old in basketball, that's old in football, mm-hmm, that's old in football. Yeah, it's old. All, all, all them sports, you, you're old in, in them kind of sports, but uh, <clears throat> especially wrestling, everybody can't be Hogan and Ric Flair and it, or Taker. They, they just go a little bit too long. You even see Cena in his forties, he like, all right, bro, I gotta be part time. So Kenny Omega can go to this all elite promotion. But he knows deep down that if I do that and do Master Square Garden, it'll be great for the fans, be great for the indie fans, stuff like that. But he feels as though that he kind of plateaued. That's why Shinsuke came over. Shinsuke came over because he's just like, look, I did everything there is to do in New Japan. I am literally the king over here. Kenny even went against the boss fight, Chris Jericho. Like, Exactly. He, we're good. Yeah, he's Go, man. So, Shinsuke was like, there's nothing for me to do, but I want to face Daniel Bryan. I want to face, you know, Finn Balor. I want to face these, these new these new opponents. So, he came to WWE, and that's what he did. And, you know, I mean, of course, you know, Shinsuke could have a better run, though, but that's why he came, because he felt as though he plateaued. Kenny Omega is like, we see him go against almost 
all the top stars in New Japan and uh, indie promotion stuff like that. So, what is there more for him to do? I think, honestly, <clears throat> in my opinion, I, I know he want to go to WWE, but some, it's something about this. There's something special about this situation that I think he might just want to bet on himself and go to All Elite. I, you know, I do agree with that because it, it, it is <clears throat> something special. And you want to get the right kind of people behind that on the engine. However, you also got to feel like, say if, because it's kind of like TNA. TNA was the number two wrestling organization back in 2005, 6, 7, 8, 9. Then they said, Let's bring in Hogan because Hogan had his eyes Hogan on it. Single-handedly destroyed. Let's Hogan. bring in Bischoff. Let's bring in Flair. And what happened? They took something that was good, going to great, and they killed it in one year. And it, and after that one year, it just started decaying away and away and away and away and away. And I'm just like, and then this, Matt Hardy came and gave us some life. Yeah, it gave us some life, but then it was like, and then. It, they went back home anyway. You know, sometimes the end game for a lot of these wrestling companies is WWE. And, and what I mean by end game is, I mean, like, that's who they want to face. If you're a company out here, you want to get good quality. You, it's competition. That's just what it is. And you you can bet your ass that <clears throat> with this uh, all elite thing, uh, promotion and 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 they say, hey, we we don't want to compete with WWE right now. All we want to do is have a good wrestling show. It's like okay, that's fine, but once stuff t- like you don't think WWE got their eyes set on what's happening at Madison Square Garden WrestleMania weekend? I'm sure they do. They moved NXT Takeover. Yeah. They not stupid. It's just like all right. And next thing you know, they locking down stars. You don't think WWE will give AJ Styles what he wants to stay? AJ not going nowhere. Yeah. WWE and, and Vince is petty like that. To the point where they will sign these stars, give them what they want, just so they don't go over go over there. You don't think they go, they'll give Shinsuke Nakamura what he want? That, that is true. I think they're gonna, and I think they're gonna start cutting down on the uh, the no compete clause. Yeah, because <clears throat> I mean, okay, if say if the club goes and say if uh, the revival goes, they're like, all right, damn, we lost two viable taxes. They they weren't doing shit with anyway, but right. they they'll go on the market and j- just hypothetically saying, say if the Tongas are you know don't want to be part of New Japan or Ring of Honor no more they'll get them they'll get them just so they don't have to go to you know uh, All Elite can you imagine if, if WWE passed up on all the talent in the past year how many people would be signing up to go to All Elite uh-huh. but they don't look Vince and Triple H know what's brewing out there, especially Triple H. He knows what's growing and what's not. And WWE is smart. Do you see that the company is uh, 
gaining partnerships with smaller indie companies. Mm-hmm. They done tried to. They would evolve a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and so that means these indie companies got to play by their rules. So if they got to play by their rules, well, guess what? Y'all can't go over there neither. So it's like, you know, it's like almost like the be all end all. So eventually, you know, all elite is going to have to do some homegrown talent thing. But even a new promotion coming up you need some type of stars to sell your promotion ECW needed that WCW needed that oh you want to hear the stars that they got <laughs> who do you got right now they have a rumored superstar is Goldberg yeah wait what <laughs> yes what Goldberg yeah. is rumored to be what yes I, I know <laughs> they got my money is that look I know Goldberg is rumored to be there, but I'm like, what can Goldberg do that yeah, much? That's what I was thinking. Because I was like, he listen, be a just let me just let me be delusional for tonight. All right, you it's the be, holidays. Look, let me be delusional. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you on that because I'm hyped because Goldberg's one of my favorites. But I'm sitting there like, look, Goldberg under the WWE footing works. Goldberg under the indie booking don't work. And I'm just like, no, nah, bro, because even. You spirit one of these indie guys, and they oversell that spirit, probably fuck you up just by the overselling. So I'm like, I, maybe it's like a process said to be a trainer, and I don't know why the would get trained by Goldberg, but I'm saying uh, maybe to be a trainer or maybe to be a uh, kind of like a person like they had TNA when they just bring somebody out like, hey, here's Goldberg. So. I might just be like, one of them. <coughs> he might just play a backstage role or something. I heard that they're pursuing him. Yeah, I mean, like, they're probably pursuing, pursuing a lot of people, especially uh, superstars that contracts are about to be up. Because mm-hmm. WWE got a lot of signing to do by WrestleMania time. A lot. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, with the with the superstars that they're bringing up from NXT, I'm sure WWE will find places for the people they weren't util- utilizing before. Yeah, but you know, like like Apollo Crews had an IC title match. Okay. Yeah. Like an IC Apollo Crews of all people had an IC title match. So I mean, I don't know. They're starting to because, give shots, I guess. Because they don't want Apollo Crews to leave. That's I how. Mean, what, what if uh, <laughs> what if Zach Ryder leaves and just becomes like the greatest like indie uh, darling? Ever. Uh, that, take that, take take the double quattro. We don't care. I'm about to say because that, that saying, will like, never happen. I, well, I, hey, I hey, know that. I'm just quattro. saying, like that's like that's the type of opportunities that they could. Zach Ryder can give somebody a hype rider from in the ring to outside the <laughs> ring through an announcer table, and I still will give him a two finger clap. <laughs> I won't give a shit. I that really won't. True. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but Apollo Cruz is like. Vince knows that Apollo Crews will probably go to all elite, all elite pro wrestling, and become a much bigger star over there. But why do that if I got him right now? Just keep him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he should keep him, but uh, you still got to give him personality or something. You still got to give him something. Give but, him something. But once again, that's also going to be the thing about all elite. Are they going to be? Because the only people that got personality over there is the elite. Everybody else 
it's mostly just wrestlers. I mean, it's, I mean, they do a good job on the YouTube channel to make personalities. I think they can, with, with the help of like actual writers and stuff, I think they'll be okay, personally. Oh, I'm just saying. I mean, of course. I mean, they're wrestlers. They're gonna be in the limelight. But I'm just saying. But like, ain't but like. You can't get a TV deal and expect Joey Ryan to be Joey Ryan. If you think if they was ever <laughs> get on, Joey Ryan. if you ever if you think that they can get on NXT, I mean on a TNT or TBS and, and Joey Ryan coming out with dick droids, no. <laughs> it, 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 Joey Ryan can only get over in the indie scene. He cannot get over anywhere else. You know, it, yeah, it, man. They, I don't even think they gonna sign Joy, honestly. To what? Like Joey, just I don't even think they gonna sign Joy. Like he just that. I don't know. He just don't. I don't understand why they even like those kind of jokes that he do. Oh, it's gross. It's gross. But they, uh, him and Hang Hangman Page, all that shit. I like no. They, but that, that's what they'll do. But once again, that won't fly on a network. Even though you can say it's like. Uh, more adult content, man. Fuck that. They don't give a shit. Yeah, you gotta be careful, especially with people that don't watch wrestling, trying to promote wrestling. They don't know what, uh, what's going on. Exactly. Speaking of people who don't know, know what's going on, so prime time the other day sends this thing in a message. Obviously. <laughs> I, I refuse Ooh. to look at it. And everybody keeps texting. I'm just like, all right, I'll look at it. What is this? So I see these two wrestlers fight. I don't know what promotion it was. But then all of a sudden, Jason David Frank decides <laughs> to get up and to get in these guys' faces. And I'm like, this ain't happening. It's not. And he in the shoving match. I'm like, this is LT from WrestleMania 11 all over again. The whole thing with Bam and Bigelow. Then I get a text again from Swag on Zero saying that Jason David Frank is looking to get in the wrestling business. Why can't he just leave me alone? Why, why does he feel as though that he can just come in and kick anybody's ass how he wants? See, that, that, that whole CM Punk thing really got to his head. You know what? I credit the, the guy for his martial arts technique and all shit. I can't beat him. So I'm not even going to sit here in front like I can. But you're not Stephen Amell. Get away from me. You know, I stayed over here. I, I love my wrestling. So, you know, if I want to deal with Power Rangers, I'll come to Comic-Con and see you when I feel like it, which is never. But now, he wants to come test himself in professional wrestling. Why the fuck does this, is this a thing? Which promotion was... At first, I, first, I thought that was Booker T's wrestling promotion. I was about to say, Booker T, you're done with me. I was about to write. I was right. I was about to write Booker T off, but then I found out it wasn't, and I'm like, "Who the fuck does he think he is?" It's um Laredo Wrestling Alliance. That makes absolutely no fucking sense. And on top of this shit, he is the kind of dickhead that will come into the ring with a Green Ranger suit on, thinking this shit's funny. 
I can see him doing that. I know, and it's not funny. I can see, I can see his uh, his interest video being like a Dragonzoid. He'll do a blip. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. You just hear a remix of the Dragon Flute song. Yeah, and you know what? And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, JDF. This is, this is, because once again, this is not JDF. This is fucking Tommy. This is all who he is. His, his ego has gone beyond the stratosphere. And I'm like, you know what? I left him alone. I thought I gave you the last rant in that video where y'all made me watch the fucking, uh, him fusing with the White Ranger and doing all that shit. I'm like, all right, fine. What the fuck ever that comic book. But now he wants to come into my domain and, and fucking Russell. <laughs> he, everybody, can, look, Stephen and Mel, it's the fucking problem with the indies. You know, you got these, got these, these older guys who watch this shit like, you know what? This will be pretty good. And then also I can just use my, you know, fucking martial arts skills and I, I can be the next fucking Steve Blackman out here. No. Not with him. And you know what? The only thing y'all tried to do was y'all don't give a fuck about Tommy wrestling. Y'all don't give a fuck about JDF going there doing a drop kick. All y'all care about is giving me a headache. Oh, man. That's the only thing y'all care about. And it's the only reason why you sent it. Because I'm pretty sure y'all have a hangouts without me. And, you know, and I'm like... But instead of sending it to the hangouts where y'all talk to everybody else but me, y'all had to make sure y'all send me that shit with me in there. Just so I... Guess this is a bad time to tell you his wife is uh, auditioning for the next Red Ranger. For what? I thought that was his, uh... Not his wife, his, uh... No, it's his wife. It is? Okay. Yeah. I heard about his daughter. First off, he's married? But okay, whatever. You say you say yeah like I'm supposed to congratulate him or something. No, Tommy is Jason David Frank is married to Tommy. That's the way it is. So how I think uh, I think that company just wants eyes on them because they've been on the news and all that since he uh since he did that. So. Oh boy, which channel? Because I damn sure don't see any news sites up here. <laughs> I mean, I I, don't, I see them on some news junk uh, talking about. Oh, Jason Nicky Frank, the original Green Ranger. Yeah. Okay, look. They need to start. I'm sorry. I don't know what you watch in Florida, but, you know, <laughs> Mike, Jared, and nobody up here told me anything about fucking Tommy going into wrestling. <laughs> no, oh, no fucking thank you. I was just like, I said, this got to be like a superpower beatdown joke, right? It got to be. But no, not, not at all. This see he almost about to make me say the N word and he not even one, but he, but he acting like one, and I'm like yeah so I'm like so you gonna get this guy with no fucking experience coming here and put on a match you know what's gonna happen I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen because this is the way the universe gets me, uh he's gonna put on a damn good match watch he gonna he, he gonna go up against fucking like Nick Aldis and shit and he gonna put on a damn good match and they're gonna be like damn we know he can go that good. And, Doing springboards and you know turn around jockeys like he's really fuck like he's really fucking power ranger. <laughs> Jump off the top rope like Tommy do that little kick. Hey, yeah, that and Jetty Corkscrew kick. <laughs> exactly. Hussy, hussy is all I'm gonna hear. <laughs> and you know what? The I'm, only thing I I'm hope pretty he, sure. You pre, no, don't don't lie no. to me. 
Now, I'm about to say, I'm pretty sure his wake-up taunt is going to be him doing the little uh, Dragon's Door thing. I'm pretty sure it's going to be something that I'm that mad him you doing. gave him a wake-up taunt like he about to be in 2K20. <laughs> because I can't imagine it now. <laughs> Jason David Frank is, is about to win. He's got to go for his finisher. And then he do some Power Ranger-related. And there they get the crowd to pop. And then he <laughs> wins because it's Tommy. The only thing I want to see Tommy fucking do is do a spin kick and throw himself out the ring like Rocky did in Turbo. Oh, if he do that, oh my god! And, oh. But it gotta be through a table. Oh man! And I think I, I think I'll be fucking satisfied. And that's when I will buy a front row wow. ticket and I'd be like, "Your fucking career is over. I don't have Still to see don't. in media ever again." Still don't understand how how Rocky. Did that to himself. I don't know how he did either. So many know. years on this channel, I've never heard Mr. A and E wish harm on a, a superstar. And you know what? I, it, but you know what? He's not a fucking superstar. You know? <laughs> this guy survives a shooting that never even happened, and feels as though that he's a. They call this man a war hero. Are you serious? John McCain is a war hero. Jason David Frank. It's like, you know what? Excuse my language. Remember that stand-up by Chris Rock when he said Malcolm X was assassinated. Martin Luther King was assassinated. John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Biggie and Tupac, dumb niggas got shot. Shot. All right? That's what that was, okay? They talk assassination. So... You call it JDF a superstar. This man has a half a dim light. That's what it is. <laughs> this man has been trying. You know what? Why am I wasting so much time with him? Y'all got what y'all want. Y'all got a mini rant. Y'all, y'all, y'all got the blood pressure up a little bit. It's all good. It's all good. Oh God! You know what? I hope he don't come to wrestling. And if he do. I hope he turned to be. I hope he turned out to be Dan Severn. Like he gets his ass kicked. And you know what? I hope CM Punk cross out the, cross out the little hole he's living in right now and give him one GTS just to prove him wrong and slide out the ring. You know, or better yet, how about this? You you, you know you want to be a martial arts style expert? Like put him in the ring with Brock. Let him. That get, might be his. Uh, that might be his little slogan too. Keep me in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Come on, guys. Put hashtag JDF Lesnar or something like that. Yeah. Go. Hashtag German Suplex the Green right out your hair. <laughs> and I want Lesnar to stare at that fucking power morpher and crush it with his fucking hand. <laughs> the, I, I, oh my God. I would buy that on a poster. <laughs> having Brock Lesnar have, have his fucking. Frame it. Like, yeah, like, for the fucking power morpher, the dragons, and crush the fuck out of that jaw. Because leave that Power Ranger shit at home. This oh man, my God. That, see that role changed him for the worse. <laughs> you, you you know how Heath Ledger you know uh, kind of went crazy after the Joker and how Michael B. Joy had to do some therapy after Killmonger. This is what happened to JDF. He saw Tommy back in the nineties. They realized VR trooper, troopers wasn't going to work for him and said, so, "You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to be this character." Forever. 
and people are going to like it. So I'm over it. So I hope he don't come into wrestling. I, I, I really don't. And if he does, I get his ass kicked. Don't send me no shit of him doing, you know, in the first matchup. I don't care. JDF WWE rumors. Never. <laughs> if, you know what? I will lose all respect for it. Whoever pulls the trigger on him and hires him. You gonna see him taking a picture with Triple H? <laughs> yeah, but you know, Triple H does that Chubbs, Rudy Fist in all his pictures. He ain't, he's not doing his morphin time. I refuse to let the King oh, of Kings... He, definitely, he already was backstage at WWE, wasn't he? Yeah, with Leo hey, Rush and Ember Moon. He's backstage. Oh, see, so got connections. <laughs> Nigga, they left the back door open, okay? And that man just crawled in there and tried to get himself a healthy meal. That's what happened. He's like, oh shit, wrong arena. That's what happened. Vince don't even know who the fuck he is. Vince was like 60 when that show was on. So he don't even know who the fuck he is. Hey, Vince was 60 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, you know what? Oh, God. That what, was good. What is next on the fucking agenda? I, I'm trying. Look, is y'all got Prom's top five. Prom's top five. Yeah, uh, so oh. earlier we did the best of worst of 2018. And, um,. NXT. I was going to review NXT, but they got a, they had a special on this week, which is the nominees for you know the, the, the NXT awards and Matt Riddle destroyed catches on again. So we did our top five matches of uh, 2018. So Prime, since you didn't get a chance to be a part of that, give us your top five matches so we can debate, argue about the matches. You want to hit the music? We 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 have music for this. Remember Prime's top five music? Oh, man, oh my god, that's right. It's been a while since we played the Prime's top five music. Hey, Prime, are you ready for it? Yep, let's go. All right, and let's hit the music. All right, Prime. It, so we had to play your music, even though it's copyrighted by somebody else, but I ain't gonna say nothing. But let's hear. Your top five matches of 2018. All right. Well, I don't know if I should start off. Yeah, I'm gonna start with my honorable mention. Okay. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar Survivor Series. Honorable mention. I like that match. I like that match. And I'm gonna say that seven man gauntlet that they had on Raw before Elimination Chamber. That was good too. Seven yes. rounds lasted over an hour. Yes, that was Monday night, the debut of Monday Night Rollins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Too bad the show couldn't I up. mean, yeah, those are those are pretty good. I want to say number five is <laughs> kind of a tough one, but I'm going to say Becky versus Charlotte at Evolution. Mm. <laughs> Boy, I got the same number just, five so low. That, that match is just, it's just... Oh, the it's, it's top five though. It ain't like yes. it's bottom one hundred. It's wonderful. Should have been main event, but you know, hey. Yo, we we, we had to get our Nikki and Ronda match, and you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, no offense, I'm mad. Uh, anyways, my number four is that six man NXT ladder match. 
for the North American yes. Championship. Yes. Yes. Everybody in that match looked good. Killian Dane ain't looked good since. Speaking yeah, of North American Championship, in the singlet. You heard the number one contender? Yes, sir. Oh, boy. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, people. People, spoiler alert if you guys don't want spoiler. Fucking Gargano. I hope he get his ass whooped. Why you want Just hate Gargano, bro, huh? He won his last match, though. Gargano Gargano and... uh, Ricochet. And that should be a good match. Gargano's the one that left the door open for J.J. Frank to get in the building. I'm like you want Marvel guy. Go ahead, bro. I love that. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm on. I'm on number three, right? Okay. So my number three. I heard you guys talking earlier. Talk about uh, Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy. My number three is Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander on Two Hundred Five Live. That was a damn good match too. Yes, that was a very I'm, good match. I like it better than the um the match that they had at uh what was it. Super, Super Showdown. Showdown Super Showdown Yes I like it over that match Just because it, it told a better story And it was longer so. Yeah I, I agree with that uh, Number two You can pick any one of these Like Gargano and Ciampa The trilogy You can pick either one It'd be, it'd be match uh, For mine I'm gonna pick the first one The unsanctioned match Yes The one where uh, He choked when he uh, Submissioned him Hit him with the uh, With the the, the new yeah. Greece. Yeah, did a power bomb on the concrete. He did that uh what what do you call that with the white noise? On yeah. the steps. Yeah, that that was uh that was a that was a, a good one. My personal favorite out of all of them just because it was just wonderful. Like all the ones all the other ones were good, but this one was just to me my favorite. Okay. And then my number one NXT TakeOver Philly Almas versus Gargano How can you not go with that match? Classic wow. A classic match how, The best match I actually hit How could you not go with that match? What, 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 what was yours, Q? Uh, War Games 2 Really? Oh, wow okay. Yeah Okay, okay War Games 2 was my honorable mention You said what? War Games 2 was my honorable mention Okay. No, the only reason no, the only reason why I was saying wow is because y'all had the same number one. That's all. Okay. So yeah, man, War Games was was good. I I enjoyed the second War Games more than the first one. Yes. I had fun watching that War Games match. Uh, Ricochet got his tail handed to him like that whole match <laughs> until he did those moonsaults. M- m- my man's still rotating in the air somewhere. Oh, I'll get. All right, Prime. So, do you have any um, not non WWE top fives? Oh, you know I got a top five for that. All right. Oh man. Well, might as well get into it. Um, number five, I'm gonna say Pentagon versus Simon Callahan, TNA Slammiversary. You mean that 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 you mean that that death match you had or that that. that? <laughs> That yeah, nasty the fuck. The one with the spikes, yes. Yeah. That I, I know Callahan is dangerous and all that, but that match was just man, that match was gruesome. It was brutal. It was I was gonna say I was gonna say this or Kenny Omega and 
Pentagon at all in. See, I, I, I like that. I love that match, but it just wasn't too, it, it wasn't long enough for me. Yeah, because uh, yeah, they had this. Uh, Thank you, Marty Stroll, and uh, uh, another match that I really enjoyed Okada. was Tanahashi versus Kota Ibushi in the G One Finals. Guys, know what that is? Yes, I know what the G One Final. I thought you were about to say Juice Robinson at first. I'm about to say please though. Oh no! <laughs> Trust me. Uh, I still haven't forgave him for breaking Kevin Owens' nose, but uh, okay. That match was a pretty good classic. My number, uh, number, my number three. Okay, my number three is Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito. That was also in the G One climax, but that match was. Good. I seen the I seen the highlights of that match, and that was good. Yes, the ending. He hit the Bombay A, uh, and the the, the V trigger. Holding on to him. He had a power drop from the top rope, as I recall. Yeah. In that match. Kota Ibushi is kind of low-key crazy. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and my number two. My number two was the match that you said, because I heard you say this. It was uh, Kenny Omega and um, Okada, Okada from Dominion. Dominion. Yes. What? Wait a minute. Yes. If that's your number two, what the fuck is your oh, number, shit, number one? one. This is my personal favorite match. Just because of the storytelling and everything in it. I it's swear the Golden to God. Lovers versus the Young Bucks. You should. Oh, okay. I seen the highlights of that match. It was yes. pretty good. It wasn't Kenny and Okada, but okay. It wasn't It wasn't Kenny and Okada, but just personally my favorite with the storytelling and the back and the, the Bullet Club issues were coming into flourishing. And, ah, Honestly. It was, it was good. Because the Golden Lovers is uh what uh Omega and Ibushi, oh, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's just like just hit it, damn it! Like I I seen that match and that was a a pretty what the fuck match. The only my only issue with that match was it went longer than probably. See, there's a difference between going too long for what the yeah. match supposed to be, and I was yes. just like, all right, because there's a couple too many one wing angels. That. I understand that. <laughs> I also have one other honorable mention is Cody Rose versus Cody versus Kenny Omega. Honorable mention. I thought she was about to say Cody versus Nick Aldis. I'm about to say bye. Oh no, that uh, I I wasn't a big fan of that match. No, I'm not a fan of Nick Aldis, period. Mickey James, what are you thinking? I mean she probably was never mind. Anyways, oh uh-huh. uh, yeah, man. I'm just saying, I'm like Mickey, no Mickey, what are you thinking, boo? What is you thinking? I'm like, I'm just, I've never, never been a fan of his wrestling. I'm sorry. I just haven't been. I'm surprised you didn't put Jericho versus Naito when Jericho won the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. I mean, I don't I don't think that counts as a match because Jericho destroyed this man for like 30 minutes. So Damn. In a suit. He destroyed Naito in his suit. Yes. He going to do it again, dude. Is it that- seems like every, every time they face up, Naito falls for the same trick. Jericho has something to say. He says, look, Naito looks and he attacks him. I know, dumbass. Wait, so you didn't have any, like, Lucha Underground matches like, you know, the Mac versus um, Mil Mortes? Lucha, oh, oh, I thought you said Lucha House Party. That's what I said. Uh, you trying to, you to. No. I'm talking about Lucha. Remember uh, Mil Mortes versus the Mac death match you had earlier this year? Oh, that match was. You talking about when he, uh, no, that wasn't the one he. Curse talking then no, no, okay. No, I'm talking about Curse the one where he got power bomb off the top of the cage. Yeah, okay, okay, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like 
though, like the actual fuck. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of. They do have a lot of moments, but I haven't just been catching up with uh, Lucha like that. You right. Uh, you know what though? Honestly, that death match you said with Sammy Callahan and Pentagon. You, you know what I would have picked over that? What? Moose versus Austin Aries at at uh Slamversary Main oh, Event. Oh yeah, that was a good match too. That was a good because match. it it from a wrestling standpoint, first of all, that made Moose Moose to me. Cause okay. I was like, okay, Moose can really go after I seen that match. So you know him doing that, I'm like, okay, you know what, Moose is a, a legit player, and I'm like, I'm sorry he he's stuck in Impact right now. Yeah, because after that, they shortly paired him with Aries and turned him heel, and now he just kind of... Yeah, now he coming out here wearing loud shit, and I'm like, so you're going to be a more <laughs> urban youth now. Thank you. Okay. Uh, is there any, uh, any uh, 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 both of y'all, any underrated matches? That, that you like? Underrated? Because, you know, that Fatal Five Way on 205 Live, I think was very underrated. You talking about with uh, Leo Rush and Cedric? Yeah, yeah TJP, Grandma okay. Malik, and Tony yeah. Nice. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was a damn fire match. But uh, you know, got, I think the women's Royal Rumble is underrated because yeah. that was a really good one. No, not that many people talk about uh, Mustafa Ali and Adeo Tommy. Yeah, which one? Oh, shit, which the one, one where he uh, the, the, the street fight, the, the four fifty, yeah, oh four fifty through the uh, table. Yeah, that was crisp. By the way, well, real quick, uh, since we're on that title, quick, what is your favorite show of the year? Like period? NXT? It, well, no, no, no. I'm not talking about. Well, of course oh. NXT. I'm talking. Okay, I'm sorry. Pay per view. Oh. Well, you can go first. Uh. Well, I'm gonna okay. say I'm gonna say War Games too. Like, you know, because see, here's the thing. I. Th- I was thinking War Games too as top to bottom because, you know, you had the War Games and then you had Dream and Champa and then you had Gorgano and Black and then you had the uh, the women's uh, you had Kyrie Zane and Shayna Baszler. So I would have to agree that that's on there for me along with the Royal Rumble earlier this year. Oh yeah, the Royal Rumble. Yep. I thought both. Rumble uh, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna say the Royal Rumble. I'm, I'm gonna say the Royal. I was there. Yeah, it was. Look, I. Can't, I, I that energy, I was in, the, I was in the building. I felt that energy. I know, I experienced it now. So the, the, the handicap match was good. The triple threat match was mm-hmm. a car crash, like it was supposed to I be. I got to see my, got to see my Usos win in person. Exactly. <laughs> both, uh, both Rumble matches both were good. Rumble. Almost passed out when Rey Mysterio came out. Yeah, I gotta say the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, and when Ronda Rousey came out. And when Ronda Rousey walked out. Also, yeah, uh, that War Games. If I had oh, War seen, War Games Two was so fun to watch. It, it was, it was. If I had seen all of Dominion Two, it would definitely, uh, uh, it would definitely be on there. I get to see Dominion all. Dominion is mine. Nine WWE Dominion is mine. Yeah, because that was a great show, but I get to see, I get to see all of it. Uh, and then uh, WWE NXT, or overall, what is, what is, uh, what is yours? Or you just have like list them. Yeah, about long list. Like I said, I enjoyed Royal Rumble. I enjoyed uh, War Games too. I enjoyed Evolution. Mm. W Evolution. I thought the woman. I did like Evolution. I think yeah. the woman did a you know phenomenal job on that. 
I like the first three quarters of SummerSlam until the main event came, but everything else was great. I enjoyed that. WrestleMania was pretty good. WrestleMania was good, but the, the, the problem with WrestleMania was it was disappointing. And the only reason why, it was the only reason why it was disappointing is because the dream matches and the matches they had didn't live up. They were good, but it didn't live up to the hype that it was perceived as. Okay. Such as AJ Nakamura, I thought their Money in the Bank match was better uh, than the WrestleMania match. But once again, it was leading into something, so it didn't deliver like we thought, it, like like we wanted to. Prime was cool because he got to get shots at the back of the head. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Charlotte and and and, and Oscar what was was great. The problem is, I thought they could have went a little bit longer, and all of a sudden. Oscar taps out to the figure eight, and she didn't get worked on the leg at, at all during the match. That kind of stuff bothers me. Uh, Roman and Brock was like, "What the fuck?" Daniel Bryan and and uh, Shane McMahon's match would have benefited better from being a no disqualification, but Shane got hurt before that, so they couldn't do that stipulation. And of course, on top of that, you didn't want you know to hurt Daniel Bryan, so they kind of. A regular tag match kind of was a letdown, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And at uh, one point, they was gonna play Shane. The Usos and New Day got squashed when they could have actually just made that into like a ladder TLC matchup. That would have been kind of cool and give them some time. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, did they got squashed? Unfortunately, uh, the triple threat for the kind of title was good between you know Seth, uh, Finn Balor, the and, and, and the Miz. But the fatal four for the for the United States, oh. I was like, why is this a thing? Or in, why is it a thing about that Rusev not win because he was so over? Exactly. Why didn't Rusev win at WrestleMania? Jinder Mahal was fucking in it. Randy Orton picks up the win, and I forgot who the fourth guy was. Bobby Roode. Bo- Bobby Roode. Exactly. Like that should that screamed pre-show. Mustafa yeah, Ali. Well, Mustafa. You know WrestleMania might have not been that good. <laughs> I mean, I I wasn't gonna say that. I I thought it was okay, but for WrestleMania, I thought it was okay. Cause... Look, look, for for WrestleMania, like I said, it was it was decent, but the expectations were way too high. Yeah. And one thing I think when it comes to WrestleMania that they need to do in the future is they got. I know Vince wants to get everybody on the card. Trust me, I get it. However. You have to lower the matches down because when you put too many matches on the card, not the matches that need time don't get time, and you you rush through matches and then you have stupid segments like fucking Braun Strowman picking a kid in the audience. <laughs> I mean, oh boy, yeah, that happened. Further burial. Like me personally. If you look back in the history of it, the good to great WrestleManias had either shorter match cards or they just focused on the wrestling. WrestleMania 17 had 11 matches on that card. Each match got the right amount of time and they focused on just the wrestling in four hours. Vince finds a way to do five hours and has to have a fucking concert because he got to have fucking Flo Rida sing. Or rat, whatever the fuck he does. And he, have lunchbox money or whoever. Yeah, yeah. Is. Lunchbox happy money, whatever the fuck his name is. He, he they gotta do these like little mini concerts that nobody cares about. 
And then and then they load the card up with like 15 fucking matches because they want to get the whole card on there. That's not what this is about. You work all year. If you don't make it, you don't make it. That's how I got to be sometimes. And I'm like, there are like five matches on that card I could have took off and saved for Raw or SmackDown or the pre-show. And you could just let some of the other matches get time. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's how I've been feeling. They've been doing. They've been loading it up ever since, uh, like WrestleMania thirty-two. Like just do like WrestleMania 30, 31. You have like seven matches. Give the matches time, and you get a great WrestleMania. But no, you everybody can't fit on the card. Your your fucking roster's way too damn big. It's the way it is. Just put it. Just put. You know what? What they can do is just. How would you just make just eight matches and put some of your top guys in the Andre Giant Battle Royal and make it mean something? You know Vince isn't gonna do that. Exactly. I'm like, why not? But hey. But yeah, so um uh let's close it out here real quick. Uh can you run down the Russell Kingdom card? By the time you guys uh, are hearing this, the card I mean, the pay view is over, so we can't review it, but I wanna go over the card real quick. Okay. I'll give you the quick edition. Uh, it'll be G.O.D., uh, the Gorillas Against Me, Tamatanga and Tonga Loa <clears throat> versus, um, you said what? I said my boys. Oh, versus Evil and Sonata. They are the, as you say, the World Tag League champions, which is uh, like a trophy. It's like a trophy that you win. And then they're facing the Young Bucks. So it's a, it's a three-tag match for the tag titles. Which I think the Tongas are gonna retain. Okay. I believe. Uh, you got the opener because they said that they already announced this is the opening match. Will Osprey versus Kota Ibushi. That's the opener. Yep. That's gonna be fucking good. <laughs> They're gonna be jumping off the uh, <laughs> scaffold or whatever the thing is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, Okada versus Jay White. Okay. Which is uh, not my cup of tea because Jay White is. I'm not a fan of Jay White. Mm-hmm. They have an Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> what? Why you say that? You don't like Ishii? I don't know. It's Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. He's getting up there. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you got Cody versus Juice Robinson for the. Uh, United States Championship. Oh, please give me my money back. <laughs> Cody versus Juice Rock. Yo, give me my money back. Cody took it from him, so now I guess he got to return the favor since he's leaving. I guess. <laughs> Jericho versus Naito for the Intercontinental Championship. If Naito don't win, his career is over. I mean, damn. It should be. <laughs> Not should be, but Naito is a... Is, uh, Nice to always get destroyed by Jericho, so I guess he, he I guess he should win here. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> is that all? Oh, you got Kenny Omega versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the title. Okay. And uh, I think I think Tanahashi win person just so Kenny Omega can free up his contract unless he's signing back. So. Gotcha. We'll have to see. That's a quick rundown of the card. Okay. Oh, the matches that matter. Uh, are you excited for it? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it, but I'm not going to do like I did last year. Last year, I stayed up and watched the whole thing. I was going to say, didn't you stay up and go live the whole time? Yeah, but uh, this year, I'm not doing that because they have this They have this one middle section where it's like straight tag matches. Like, <sighs> it's, like it's like the segment in WrestleMania where it's the big, like, 20-man tag match or something. It's, oh, you know, one hell. One of those type of what was it twenty minutes? You remember that one year they had Team Teddy versus Team Johnny? Oh yeah, that whole twelve man <laughs> tag match. Yeah, it's something similar to that, but I think it's like four teams or something. So yeah. they have stuff like that. that in the middle of the show. Who talk talk about being jet lagged for real? <laughs> yeah, so I'm have to wake up like towards the end of the show so I can catch uh, Omega Tanahashi, Jericho Naito, and. <laughs> Uh, I don't know because I want to catch a Bushi and and uh, Will Osprey too. So gotcha. Who knows? All right, guys. But you know that's where we're going to end the podcast at uh, today. I hope you guys enjoyed. Y'all got a lot of bang for your buck today by getting two back to back podcasts, episode eighty nine and episode ninety. Make sure you stay tuned for episode ninety one next Sunday when we upload the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling podcast and probably give you guys our review of. Uh, Russell Kingdom 13 because like I said when, we, when we're recording this we're going to probably go watch Russell Kingdom 13 so by the time this is uploaded we're not going to have time to review it obviously so probably next week podcast we'll review it and uh, stay tuned for all the other great things that's probably going to happen in wrestling since Raw and SmackDown go back live this week so you guys can expect the Raw and SmackDown reviews to return to Nerd Coalition on Tuesdays and Wednesday morning, so make sure you guys stay tuned. Hit the subscribe button for that. Make sure you guys check us check out Spaces Philly, the production company we are a part of. Check out the Lulu and Pop Show and both sides along with the No Gimmicks Scene Wrestling Podcast, the Nerd Guys to Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, and of course. Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues Podcast. All great content coming your way in 2019. We got a plan here. If you guys got, let's, like, let's do us on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube Premium, 499 for all the students out there. So make sure you guys check that out as well. And make sure you guys uh, check us out on all the podcast apps. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Speaker, Google Play, SoundCloud, all that great stuff. So thank you guys once again for knocking this podcast out. Hope to see hear from you guys next Sunday. Oh yeah, of course. As this, like I said, the theme for Nerd Coalition in the first quarter of 2019 and beyond is consistency. I want to get back to the 2006-2017 Nerd Coalition. So let's uh, let's do that. Like I said, 2018 we got hit hard. I got married, you know, swag got a new job, so the schedule changed. But you know what? We looking to uh, get back to that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, once again, guys, this is NC in the place to be. Chill, Troy, Mr. A&D. Uh, my co-host, the man, the myth, the reality, Q-Flow, Flow, the rookie. All right. Take it easy, everybody. And also, my man who came back home from the tour, man, Mr. American Soul himself. Not Deion Sanders, but prime time. All right, everybody. Take yeah. it easy. Yeah, it's going to be your same reaction when you watch Wrestle Kingdom tonight or this morning. <laughs> Nah, I gotta take a nap first or something. Right. Oh yeah, I, I heard that. It's something I got. I gotta take a nap before I go to sleep. <laughs> that shit real. All right, guys. So once again, uh, we out of here. Q flow, take us out.
we're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.